Advent, the 22nd of December, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. A night like any other in the fields around Bethlehem. Shepherds, watching their flocks by night, shivering in the cold, gathering around a campfire to keep warm. They were relative outcasts in their society, low on the rungs on the social ladder. Cruel stereotypes were attached to them, with them considered smelly, dirty and uneducated. Why would they be shepherds otherwise? They were men who were sneered at by some and seen as failures in life by others. When they went into the town, crowds parted around them in the streets. If they tried to go to synagogue, the disapproving glances and murmurs could follow them as people vacated the pews around them. Who wanted to be close to the smell and filth of a shepherd? They were unable to enter the temple in Jerusalem as they were seen as ceremonially unclean, despite temple rituals being dependent on the spotless lambs they provided. As they conversed around the campfire, just like they had every night for years, their minds were probably not in the things of God. They didn't expect anything special that night. They just looked forward to dawn's rays crawling over the horizon to chase the chill from their bones, signalling the end of another night's watch. The long hours trickled slowly by as their breath clouded around them. This dark night was like any other, until the darkness was cracked in two. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Saviour, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognise him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in highest heaven, and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Luke 2, 8-14 This message was to change their lives. The song of the angels spoke of the unimaginable wonder of what had been born that night in tiny, insignificant Bethlehem. Hope. The peace, the shalom that brought wholeness and restoration to humanity had broken into the world. The Prince of Peace had come. The angels tried to communicate the truth the terrified shepherds struggled to grasp. God had stepped down from heaven, exchanging his throne for a manger. As Greg Laurius put it, Jesus took his place in a manger so that we might have a home in heaven. Indeed, while the shepherds' eyes were dazzled by the wonder of heaven opening before them, and while their hearts soared to the melody of angels' song, They must have wondered. As joy surged within their souls, they had to have been confused about how incongruous the message seemed. The king countless generations had longed for was lying in a feeding trough for animals? This was not what they expected. And on that note, why were they the ones being told? Surely this wondrous child deserved foreign dignitaries, emperors, kings, the wealthy and religiously pious honouring him at his birth. Surely such a message would be given first to the high priest, the most powerful religious leader in their faith. Or the Pharisees, who were renowned for their dedication to following every tiny statute of their religion. Or the king, even though he was a puppet, renowned for his paranoia and cruelty, he still held the reins of political power. 
or even the emperor himself, the one humanity viewed as the most important person on the face of the planet. Surely these would be the people angels brought the good news to. Why had the angels come to a ragtag bunch of shepherds? Even at his birth, the trajectory of this child's life was being foreshadowed. This encounter with poor, marginalised outcasts was not to be an isolated incident, with a promised one becoming known for spending time with those ignored, judged and rejected by the rich, respected and powerful in society. This visit of angels to the lowly echoed the prophetic words of Isaiah centuries before of what would happen when God stepped into his creation. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. He was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. So he himself stepped in to save them with his strong arm and his justice sustained him. Isaiah 59, 15-16 Another surprising observation of the proclamations of the shepherds is worth making. Some scholars have noted that shepherds were often perceived as dishonest, grazing their sheep on the land of others, or stealing other sheep to add to their flock. Writings from the time advised those reading not to buy goods from shepherds as it may have been stolen. As a result, it is worth stopping and reflecting that the first people to be told of God entering the world were those who many viewed as criminally suspect. In a powerful bookend, this child's last moments were also spent in the company of criminals, those executed alongside him. Like the shepherds, one of these criminals recognises some of the truth of who he is, identifying Jesus as an innocent man. Jesus was to reply with words of mercy and loving compassion, despite his own agonising suffering, gasping with some of his last breath before death. I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Luke twenty-three forty-three. This king's interactions with lost people whose society judged as irredeemable were to frequently resonate with unimaginable love and mercy. One final reflection. The message the angels sang spoke a powerful truth that the shepherds struggled to comprehend. The God who lovingly crafted all creation, who had stood over empires in the enemy's cruel scheming, weaving a plan through millennia to save humanity, still knew and cared for each of the shepherds. They were insignificant in the grand sweep of history, mere breaths here today and gone tomorrow, but they were still known and loved by their creator. Hundreds of years before, a shepherd boy who would one day become a king grappled with this wonder. Staring at the stars flung across the night sky, David sang in rapturous praise and captivated awe. When I look at the night sky and see the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars you set in place, what are mere mortals that you should think about them, human beings that you should care for them? Yet you made them only a little lower than God and crowned them with glory and honour. O Lord, our Lord, your majestic name fills the earth. Psalm 8, 3-9 These lowly shepherds were given a glimpse of a deep truth. They were loved despite the fact that they were a mere breath in the winds of time, gone like dew evaporating in the rising sun. Despite their fragility, they were loved absolutely. In love, the Creator sent angels to them to invite them to come and see the event in which history would pivot. How did the shepherds respond to this message? In the only way they could. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. 
let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Luke 2, 15-20 They went to see this king, even though they had nothing they could give him. No gold, no crown, nothing befitting one such as this. They came empty-handed and they received glorious peace. They responded with joy and worship, dancing back to their flocks in the fields, telling every bewildered person they stumbled across what they had seen. How will we then respond? Like the shepherds, we receive the same message of hope, the same invitation to come and see the King. Like them, we can bring nothing, coming into his presence completely empty-handed. But if we come, we are healed of our exclusion and brokenness, our shattered hearts healed. Death will have no claim on us anymore. And our response to such glorious gifts? To marvel and to tell others of the hope we have within us, just as the shepherds once did. Not because we are anything special or any better than any other person, we are simply mere beggars, loved beyond our wildest dreams, telling other beggars beloved by a king where to find life-giving bread.